Who put their hand up when asked, who wants to be a footballer? I'm Johnny McPhee. This is Play, Train, Grow. Let's find out what happened after you put your hand up. Hello and welcome to Play, Train, Grow, a podcast that asks what is life really like chasing the dream of becoming a professional footballer. In this episode, I'm delighted to talk to Adam Hutchison. He's going to talk us through his own personal journey through academy football. Adam, welcome. How are you, buddy? All right, Johnny. How are you? I'm excellent. Excited for this. As I was just saying to you, I remember you being in primary seven and running about, and now you're a big lump at 18. So it's a bit of a reality check for me, that's for sure. <laughs> nah, it's been a long time. It's been a long time with known each other. Yeah, right. Football. Why football? And what's your journey been? Well, to be honest with you, I didn't have much of a choice. Like, um, I was always like uh, very young. I think it was about three year old. Uh, any sort of like um, clubs that were run by sports development or that, which was like the uh, the council that used to run them. Um, I used to always go along. Um, I mean, it would just be fun stuff, um, but I would enjoy it, and I'd, I'd always I'd always try my best, even back then. Um, and about I think it was six year old. Um, I joined like uh, my first uh, team. That was the uh, Hillfoots Community Club, um, and that was great. Played there for, I think it was till I was ten. So yeah, four four years. Um, always enjoyed it, um, and then I would always be out with my dad uh, down the park um, playing football. I mean, it was really him. It was him that got me into it properly. Um, I was a huge fan of football, like for, for very young, as I've said. Like, um, used to go and like to watch some games. Um, I mean, I remember. I think my first game was it was Hearts, it was Hearts against Barcelona, which is weird considering I don't support any of the clubs. Um, but I always remember that, and that sticks in my mind. And I can remember there was I can't, I can't even remember in particular, but I remember there was great like there was good players on show. It was like Messi. Iniesta, they type they type of players, and I think I, I think I might have been about four year old actually when I used to, I went and watched them, um, and it's just it's just been wee things like that that over the years, it's it, my, my love grew for the game, and um, by I think it was eleven I signed uh, for Dun United from Hellfoots. Um I was I've been in the academy for. Well, that's 11, I'm 18 now, so seven years. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> seven years, seven years, and it's been seven brilliant years. Um, we've played against some top teams um, from like down south, um, top teams in the country, um, and we've always we've always competed uh, well. Uh, I was in a good age group. Uh, all the way through where um, a good couple of the players have now made their debuts um, and that, that that's basically it. I've always I, I think um, like football has helped me as a person like out with the sport even like I think uh, confidence wise meeting, meeting new people um, speaking to speaking to others speaking to adults yeah, I think it's helped it's helped a lot helped a lot and um I think that that should stand me in good stead for the, the rest of my life. 
That's great. And you've just signed a, a nice deal, um, or a new deal, I should say. So you must be delighted at that too. Yeah, yeah, of course. Of course. I mean, that, that that's the thing in like the current climate. Um, it's it's good to have a bit of stability. Um, I mean, that's the next two years. Hopefully, um, I'll be able to push on properly. Uh, the club, I mean, this year's been a bit stop-start. Like, of course, this has been the same for everybody. Um, but it's still been enjoyable. It's still been enjoyable. And the games we have played, we've done well. And I've personally, I personally feel like I've done well. In. Um, I mean, it's been a bit yo-yo. I've had, like, I've had some experience uh, like, up with the first team, been a couple of, like, made a couple of um, bench appearances, uh, trained quite a lot with the first team. And then I've been back down with my own age group, like captain and age group, um, playing like a lot of games there. Um, but uh, that that that's been it. Obviously, I back to the main point. Like, I'm delighted. I'm delighted. That's it. It's a bit of stability. I love it. So, talk us through. If I ask you about memorable games, what comes to mind? What What's your best performance? Games I played them. Ah, I always remember under fourteens uh, where the game against Celtic at uh, got but GA I should say GA I should say, um, and I think. We won. It was five three. I remember Chris Mockery scored a hat trick, and um, I always remember thinking that we were like that. That was the day that we kept. I think. I think we. I think we'd went unbeaten for. It was almost two years at GA at that point. I think it was that game. It was almost two years, and I remember thinking like we are like we are a good team. Like we we've done really well here. I mean to score five against Celtic at any age group is is a pretty decent achievement um, and I remember that I remember that day very well and I scored that was that I scored the second goal too and I mean it's always good scoring against Celtic like that, that that's the thing I enjoyed that um, uh, any other games I met beating Chelsea at Oakham was a good one um, that's I mean that that kind of speaks for itself um, beating Chelsea it was a pretty it was a semi-final and it, was, it turned pretty. Um, it was quite a hard game. Like it was beginning, they, they were beginning to get a bit frustrated because they were maybe thinking, "Oh, we're getting beat by a lesser team here." And the tackle started flying, in. Um, and I think it was it was two one, and we it went one one, and I think they scored to make it. No, no, we scored to make it two one, and I remember it just went. It just went mental. Like every, like I think we knew at that point that we were good, def- good enough defensively um, to go and be able to like contain it, like contain them. Um, and then in the final, actually went to a penalty shootout against Stoke, and uh, like I, I scored the winning penalty, and I, like the feeling of that was just unbelievable. That's that's one of the best memories I've got like through the academy. That that was an unbelievable feeling. That uh, winning no come tournament. Because um, it, 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 it was a it was a really high standard that year. Uh, we had like uh, St Kevin's from Ireland, which I'm sure anybody that's played against them uh, knows about them. I think they've got a link to a uh, link to what they called what's the team that we are red and black in Ireland. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's Bahamians. That's it. Um, they're very good, very good. They were slightly older, I think. I mean, over like the years at Oakham, we've played against like Man United. Um, Watford, Chelsea, Stoke, Leicester. We beat Leicester. Um, 
I mean, they were all brilliant experiences. Like the weather was great. Everybody was happy. I mean, it was only two or three days maybe. Um, but I mean, it, it was, they, they were, they were really good uh, times then. Do you ever find that um, when you're playing big English teams that there was ever a, a big golf or did you always feel that you were on it the same sort of playing field? Because usually there's the assumption that the big academies in England are better than some up here. Absolutely. We were on the, this like easily, like same playing field as them. Um, I mean, even further proof of that is like, I, I never played in the match um, but I was on the bench is when I went uh, to St George's Park with the Scotland 16s and uh, we played against uh, the England 16s and uh, as I said I, n- I never played but uh, like my teammates Lewis Nielsen and Chris Mockery they both played um, and they played as a two in cent- uh, cent- centre mid against uh, the boy from Bayern Munich uh, Jamal Musiala Jude Bellingham and the boy from Man City, I'm sure. They also had on the wing uh, Harvey Elliott, who's like from Liverpool. Um, and then another couple of uh, good youth players that are well known, uh, like round about like on social media and stuff like that. Uh, but that, I mean, they, they only won one now. And I mean, we had our chances. Like that, I'll tell you that. Like we, we definitely had our chances. And like, I think we're actually disappointed to come away with that, like come away from that, like uh, being defeated. Um, and then, like back to like the club stuff. <sighs> Anytime we've ever went down south, I don't, I don't think we've actually ever been beat. If I'm being honest with you, by one of the English teams. Um, I mean, we've been to Liverpool. We went to Liverpool under 13s, I think, and it was four one. I think we won um, and then we played against them just I think two two years ago now um, and it was 2-2 two, two. and I mean it's, folk might go oh, they're younger or that but they weren't they weren't they were not younger teams or that they were all, they were all 2003 just the same as us like they'd because uh, their age groups are slightly different mm-hmm. um, either play a slightly older team or a slightly younger, younger team like they'd um, modified their teams so that it was 2003s we were playing against. Um, and I mean, they had a couple of England internationals playing for them. And it was it was, it was no problem. Like we've, we've always competed well. I mean, maybe that is down to the fact that we know it's a big team and we're, we're well up for it. And then maybe think, no, oh, it's done United, which isn't the right mentality. Uh, but um, that, might, that might play a factor in it. But the point is, we're still competing. And uh, doing well against them. I mean, that's that's the thing. Like the, the Chelsea thing at Oakham, that we played them twice in that tournament, beat them twice. Um, I think we played Man United the year before, and we were beaten once. And then we beat them once on penalties, actually, at the end up. But I mean, that's huge teams, like worldwide teams. And that's like then United are competing with them. Um, but no, definitely, like it, it wasn't like a oh, we score and sit in. It was keep the ball, keep the ball. It was, it was very even. Yeah, so we're talking Definitely. about the ball. Go and, go and describe us and, and let us know what it feels like when you're on the pitch and playing really well. I think, um, to be honest with you, it's the best one. It is the best one. 
like when you're on the pitch and playing well, like it's because you, you start to get more and more confident, and you might start like especially centre half or uh, like wherever I'm playing, like especially centre half, like you, you can start to look at maybe playing that sixty yard diagonal or um, playing that ball that's maybe a slight slight bit riskier, but it's coming off for the kind of coming off, and uh, that's the best feeling. The best, even in training, if you've ever had a training session that you just feel everything's coming off, uh, you, you'll start trying things that will keep coming off. Like, and that, that, I'll, I'll say it again, like that, that is that's the best feeling. I don't think there's much that matches it, to be honest with you. Like, it's just, and you'll come off at the pitch at the end. And like me, myself, I, 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 I'm quite I'm quite confident anyway. Like, I think, and I, I know a lot of the other boys at Dun United, like, it, that kind of thing is good, good for us individually like uh, just even just one game I mean that that was the thing like this year I, f- I felt really confident because all it was was I think one game at the start of the season I can't, I can't remember exactly who it was we played against I think it may have been St Johnston and I felt like I felt very comfortable and it was it was a, it was a fairly easy game to play in and um I think I think uh, like that kind of set, set me off for the season, like set me off and how I felt going forward. Um, and you start you start you start to be able to, uh, you know what it is? It start it, it starts to rub off on other players as well. Like when you're feeling confident, it starts to rub off on other people because you're maybe what you're saying to them's got a bit more credibility. Then, like I I can say to somebody, oh, like maybe they listen. I mean, even though I'm young myself even like maybe a player two years younger or a year younger will take that on board and that's it. They're, they're fine taking that on board and, and they'll listen to you. They'll listen to you because you're doing well and they know you're confident and confident like confident in your own ability. They'll listen to you when they're maybe slightly, might be a bit unsure about themselves or if you need to give somebody a wee bit, a wee bit of a lift, they'll, they'll take it on board because... Like, as I've just said, like they know you're confident in yourself, and that's that's the way everybody wants to be. Everybody wants to to be full of confidence, and as I, as I say, right back at the start, that that it's the best, it's the best way to be like that. That it's the best feeling playing well. I think I think definitely that's the best, that's the best feeling in football. When, what does it look like if I'm standing on the sidelines? How do I know? that you're feeling confident? Are you keeping a, a high line? Are you really vocal? Are you um, sort of changing the distances of your passes? What does it look like? Well, individually, I'd say uh, being really vocal. Uh, like, really vocal. Like, being when I'm criticising somebody, I'm doing it in a way that I feel like I've got the right to criticise somebody because see when you're not confident you you don't you you tend to kind of if somebody's made a bad pass you'll just kind of let it slide like oh, I'm, I'm I might make that bad pass myself so I'm just not going to say anything but if you're comfort like you're comfortable and you're confident in yourself you'll maybe say come on you're better than that or whatever whatever it is you want to say I mean it could be worse like you could say a lot worse in a football part but um, like I think I think vo- like vocal. Like being vocal is my way of um, showing how confident I am. Um, and to be honest with you, that, uh, uh, I'm vocal anyway. Like, see when it's like I'm like, I'm not feeling confident because I I, I do believe like if you're one of the more like 
vocal players in the team in the changing room you've still got to be vocal in the park as well even when you're not doing great yourself just to keep everybody else kind of tipping over and um, and playing well um, and then what, what else I mean it could be other things like step in with the ball for the back um, more often um, trying a, a, a trickier pass or opening up onto my left foot and attempting a pass um, that's one that I've tried more this year Especially that's that that that's that's basically it. Like the the step the step is a big one. Like uh, statement and maybe playing a pass in the midfield, and instead of just holding off, maybe making it the option for a one-two to go again, and just just wee tiny things like that. But you can you can see it in the way that somebody stands on the park if they're like if they're confident. They, like have they got their chest pumped to. Are they standing tall? Like everything. Like it, there, there's so many different things. Like hundreds of different things um, that you can pick up on but definitely I think vocal, being vocal and using the ball a bit like riskier is definitely the way like for me individually like to show that I'm I'm playing with confidence So I'm going to walk you through a wee scenario here you've stepped in a couple of minutes into the game you stepped into the pitch you've gone and misplaced a pass wee striker stolen it run through and scored how do you look? How do you recover? You just got to take responsibility. That's it. Like take the stick you're given. Um, I mean that's happened to me um, plenty of times through the academy. Like, especially younger, maybe not as much recently, uh, because you eventually grow out of like you, you, your decision making becomes better. And obviously, like you tend not to make that mistake as much, like if at all. Um, but I think. You've just got to take responsibility, take the take the stick you'll get, and I mean that that's the thing. Like because it's you that's made the mistake, you tend to think, oh, everybody's going to think about that all week, or they're going to be thinking about that for the next month. And that's just not the case at all. Like that, once you tell yourself that, that people just forget about it. You're still exactly the same player you were before that mistake. Um, I think that's when you start to accept things like that. I mean, me myself, like I, I used to let mistakes take over my life at school for the next week like I'd be sitting in a class and I'd still be thinking oh, how did I get that ball away or what did I do there especially when I was maybe 12, 13 uh, year old 14 year old and maybe like I think it was about a year that I played up with the older team um, and obviously in that time I made a couple of mistakes because it was bigger boys like compared to my own age I was always bigger than everybody um, and it was easy to get out of situations by using my body and I didn't get away with that uh, once I went up the age group. And I learned that pretty quickly, to be honest with you. I did learn that pretty quickly. I remember a game, a game against Hearts. I think uh, I tried to take an extra touch in the ball. Ball was just nicked right off me. Boy just went straight through and scored. And I think that was the first time. I, 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 that's the first time I can properly remember making a mistake like that. And it's just, it's just important after that kind of mistake. You've just got to go back to the basics, move the ball, just whatever to your left back to your other centre back um, into your midfielder just keep it simple try and ease your way back into the game and you usually find towards the end of the game you're, start, you're, you're actually you're not even thinking about it anymore it's not until you come off the park you do obviously still have a think and you're like Ugh. and you watch it back and you take a bit of stick off your coaches and you're a bit like Ugh. it's not great but 
how else do you learn? Like that, that, that's the thing. That's the thing. And taking sticks all part of football, you've just got to, you've just got to take it on the chin, and that's it. That and you move on. Everybody moves on because it's no good for anybody. Just carrying on and speaking about it like it is. It's, and the coaches realise that day. So usually you'll speak on the the Monday or the Tuesday whenever you're back in training about a mistake, and that's it. It's done with after that. You don't no more. You go back into training, pick yourself up, and that's it. No, it's superb. It's it's a great way to look at it and a great bit of advice. <clears throat> so you've always come up having to pass the ball out from the back. It's been a constant. You have to pass it out. Were you always confident? Did you always believe that you would get there? Or were there times where there, there was a bit of pressure on you that you put on yourself? I think... Um... I was always comfortable on the ball. In fact, as I said, I was I was better on the ball than I was defensively. Um, definitely, a hundred percent, I was better on the ball. I think yeah, it was a bit of th- like a bit of a problem with like, my decision making sometimes because I was a bit greedy, like for a centre back to be like trying to step in with the ball all the time. Like, it's just not going to happen. Like, I, and I think I eventually realised that. Um, after having it like having numerous coaches speak to me about it, um, but it, uh, I think I think from young like I played centre mid at boys club, um, so I, I was defensive minded, but I, I wasn't. I was I always liked to get forward, um, and I think by about fourteen maybe that 40, 40, 15 even 15, 15 even I that I started to eventually think like oh no, I need to work on the defensive side of my game like this just seeing boys at the park and giving somebody a nudge and just that they, I mean that, that that's the thing like 13, 14 there can be such a gap in like size between certain players and certain boys I mean one week I could come up against a striker like I always remember there was a boy for Hibs he still plays actually um, his name was Josh Curry. Um, I always remember him being the first physical player that I ever played against, and he gave me a bit of torrid time actually um, down at Hibs once. I think uh, the game we got we got a bit of hammer actually, and it, I think it was a bit of a shock to us all. But Brian gave me a bit of stick over it, and in fact Tony gave me a bit of stick over it as well. That one, and I, I think I, that that was when I kind of realised like no, that this isn't like. It's not just plain sailing, like see, seeing boys at the park and giving them a nudge. Like I mean, that that that's the thing. I could play against like a boy like that one week, and then a, a boy that five foot, that's no, he's no guru at all. Yeah, like I, I mean, and it would just be step in front of him, take the ball off, and like, and you you don't learn for that. Like it's great on the ball, like you you're just stepping in and. Like just doing whatever you want but um, as I said about 15 year old was when I finally realised because I went it, it, I actually it made quite a big jump for like playing under 16s and I started playing uh, under 18s and um, I mean the 18s league at that time like the team that the Dundee United team that I played in was like a, it was a team that were quite they were quite. They were actually quite tough, which it's no. It's no the usual way for like a Dun United Academy team. Usually, it's it's pretty. They're pretty decent. Like they're good in the ball, have a lot of the ball. But uh, this Dun United team were quite. Uh, they were hard, hard to break down. Uh, 
they'd, they'd come away with a good 1-0 victory against a, a really strong team in the league. Like, I remember there was one against Hamilton um, and Hamilton had a great team like at the time and everybody was like, oh, this Hamilton team's not been beat for whatever. And I think we came away 1-0 and it was just pure hard work. That was all it was. Like, it was just pure hard work and there was another one against Hearts in the same year. And I think that, that showed me another side to the game. Like, I, I was 15, playing at centre-back um, alongside, um, like, Nathan Cooney, who, I've, I, 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 who was still my defensive partner even just last season. Um, and it was good. It was really good because we have we eventually, towards the end of the year, we eventually had a lot of 2000s in freeze point. And... Um, it showed us all like the other side to it. Like that it was it, it changed it changed a lot, like it and it changes a lot again when you go for 18s to reserves. Like it changes a lot. Like um I just think Academy football is so far from like what you end up playing. Like I think like if I compared like reserve football to like a, a, an under 15 match, it's just so unrealistic. Like it, it's completely different. There's so many different styles. Um, once you get to like even just eighteens reserves, um, because they start to look at things tactically a lot more. Like coaches start to, and players uh, start to look at things tactically more. Um, and I just, I, I just, I just think that academy football, everybody plays the same, the same way, the same kind of way. Um, it's this kind of try and play out for the back. Um, and it looked great. It looks, it does. It looks great, but it is. It's it's unrealistic compared to what you eventually end up in, and that 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 might be a good thing. It might be a bad thing. Um, but I think as a defender, it was important for me to learn all different types of styles and how how to defend against certain types of styles. I mean that that's the thing. Like I I could one week be playing against a striker with everyone's in front of me or a team that everyone's in front of me. Striker likes to take it to feet. And then the next week it could just be boom right over my head, and I'm in a foot race with a striker. And um, I think, as I say, is I think that was about 15. I eventually learned all that kind of stuff. Oh, it's just everything I'm hearing here. It's great because it's just experiences, getting as many different experiences as you possibly can. You've talked about tournaments and playing English teams, playing different age groups, different standards, different styles. The key here is it's just try and get as much experience as possible, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Right. That, that, that's that's the most important thing. I think like at this age and younger and even in the like coming few years, I think experience is definitely like where you learn. And that that that's the, the only hard part about that is it's inevitable that you're going to make mistakes. And the sooner you accept that, the better. I think that's something that I've accepted. And I think the way that I deal with it is um, a good way to deal with it. And um, I think that'll help me help me a lot. No, it's important. You've, you've redefined failure here and you've made it a way that you can only learn from it and you can only progress from it. And I'm, I'm going to say that that kind of doesn't get you too high and it doesn't get you too low. It keeps you quite yeah. steady emotionally as well. Yeah, absolutely. Aye, definitely. Um, I mean, that that's the thing to it, young I was always kind of like I was, I was very competitive, like in all sports, like everything, like basketball, football, rugby. Um, I done cross country a lot actually. Um, I was into the running, 
Um, and everyone was so competitive. Like, I've got a younger brother that's only two years younger than me. Like, I'm competitive with him. Um, everyone's competitive. And I think, like, go through the age groups, it, it, would hurt, it, would, it would actually hurt me. Like, make mistake and things like that and losing. Um, it would hurt me. And I was, I was always, like, very kind of, not emotional, but I used to, I used to let things really, like, get me down. Like, it would really affect me, like, over a loss. And see, like, looking at it now, like, I lost it under 14, really. Like, it, of course it means something, but, like, it, 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 the way I used to deal with it was so, like, so, like, far away from how I deal with it now. Like, um, I think I, that that was the thing. I've done a lot of, like, I've done a lot of reading. Like, I've done a lot of reading into a guy called um, David Goggins. Um, and he was, like, a, a, a SEAL. Um, over in America, um, Navy SEAL, and um, it was basically it's basically just everyone's own mentality, um, and I I done that just it was kind of it was over lockdown actually it was over lockdown and I think see over this season it's helped me so much like it I mean it, you, you can't you can't play football properly unless you feel a bit of confidence you're confident in your ability like you, you're just not doing yourself justice so I think like to get that side of the game is is so important and I, I think a, like a bit of reading into things like that can help so much even though like obviously it's a different it's a different type of life that, that David Goggins lived um, or is living um, but it's I think I think it's good to, to look at other things actually and see how they think like you watch even just like I mean everybody knows about it it's like Netflix documentary about um, what was on Michael Jordan um, and I think see seeing like things like that like it it does, it helps a lot, like, and it simplifies things for you. I think once you simplify things and you think, right, this is what I want to do and this is how I'm going to deal with things and this is how I'm going to do it, I think I think that's when you start to get places and you start to see yourself progress um, compared to doubting yourself, which I'd say the first year uh, I went full-time, I'd done a lot of doubting, um, like, thinking, oh, like, oh, I'm training with the first thing today, like, I'm not really up to standard. And once you kind of get over that, all that kind of stuff, it becomes so much easier. It, it does, it becomes far easier. And it's far more enjoyable, which is, is still really, really important oh, at uh, time level. You've got to enjoy it. And it's great that you've gone somewhere else to find some some knowledge and some experience. You don't just have to stay in football. You're saying there's so many opportunities to, to see it. And if you aim for the best, like Michael Jordan was the best, mm. in terms of what we're talking about here, then you're going to learn so much opposed to not, you know, that's where your aspirations, your dreams should be. You should be the best and always be aiming at the best. And I'm going to, well, I know that that's what you've always looked at yourself. You've always wanted to be the best. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. I think, I think that, that, that's definitely helped me. Like that. And I think like want to be the best. I think, see, to be honest with you, almost everybody that's in this environment is all, went through that same kind of life, like going through primary, want to be the best, through like uh, high school, want to be the best. And I think that like, it, all rub, it rubs off on each other. Uh, you rub off on each other, yeah, that, kind of, that, that, that kind of thing. And, um, I think your mentality grows, it grows over time anyway. Like I think like not everything is down to just like, reading into things and all that sort of stuff I think it does just grow over time like I think 
I was a bit at first like just like anybody is I'd imagine going in at full, like full time as a bit at first kind of like oh like, that's, that boy's just shouted at me like and you, you're kind of put off a wee bit know that it would like know that I would go home and like, I'd be like oh think about it like it wasn't like that you'd be put off a bit and you'd maybe you maybe wouldn't want to show for the ball next time and that's just no the way to be at all like you realise that these guys are like that are older and more experienced this like this is their like they're living and they've they've done it for years and they're just competitive too like that's all it is like you realise that and like I mean it's it's good it's good respect like to respect them of course like I mean that that's the thing they'll help you but um, I think the sooner you realise that there's nothing personal in any shouts or anything like that like the better I mean there's guys there's boys that done United even like nineteen twenty like to give it stick. And that would have bothered me at one point, but now you're you just, you just kind of you're like oh, that's just the way the way things are. And as the, I keep saying it, the sooner you realise that, the better. Like it, it, that that's just the environment we're in. It's competitive, and people are playing to win and training to win because um, they want to win at the weekend. They want that three points or that one bonus, whatever. Like it, it could be anything that they're playing for. It is. It's just competitive and. I think if you give it out too, um, you earn a bit of respect as well. I think you do earn a bit of respect off that as well. You show that you're you're involved and you're you're there to give something to the group. I think uh, you definitely earn a bit of respect there, and it, it, it makes it um, more comfortable for you sooner. The environment becomes more comfortable comfortable for you sooner. Um, but I. No, that's that, that. That's that. <laughs> no, that's a great insight. Just like you're saying, you're you're uncomfortable, and it's a way of you trying to make it comfortable. I, I want to step. You you mentioned about being younger in school back then. What was balance like for you growing up? Were, were there ever any issues between school and training, or was it just one hundred percent football? Well, see, to be honest with you, see, going through the academy like it was great because um, it was just in Stirling. Anyway, like I was just trained in Stirling at the Dundee Centre. No, the Stirling Centre. Um, I thought at the Stirling Centre. And um it was quite it was quite a relaxed setup, as I said, like see if you if you needed time off or something to do with school, or if there was anything that um had came up or like anything after school that you needed to be at. Like you could just text one of the coaches and they'd be like, right, that that's fine. Um just be there on Wednesday or whatever it is like the other day that week because we train train usually twice and maybe a third time um, in Dundee on the Friday night we'd go up and join up with the rest of the group before the game usually on the Sunday um, and for a while in fact we trained at Falkirk Stadium on a Friday night and that was good good as well um, I remember that that, that was enjoyable um, Little Kirsch was another one uh, with Tony that that was that was all great. Like, like I I don't think I appreciated that kind of like time enough actually. Um, but no, that, like that that that's it. Like um, it, it was always I, I always kind of priori- like prioritized the the football anyway. Like I was never like that bothered about anything to do with school. The only to be honest with you, the only thing that I ever missed training for or asked Miss Training for would maybe be a school game, like a cup match or whatever. I would maybe say, can I can I can I come and like 
can't go and play in that game or whatever it is. And usually they'd be all right with it. It's just a few injured, but it didn't look great. But <laughs> I mean, they kind of they kind of just accepted things. And I mean, as long as you 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 worked hard in training um, and done well at the weekend, uh, that that would be no issue. And the club were great for that. Like uh, Brian, Tony, whoever was there coaching, they were great for that. Yeah, I love it. And what were you in the morning? Were you roll out of bed and straight to school, or were you roll out of bed, do some stretching? What was it like? I roll out of bed and straight to school. Like, oh, <laughs> I mean, I was all right for primary, uh, but the second I went to uh, school, I mean, I've got even some stories for when I've been at full time that you'll probably want to hear. A couple of crackers there, um, but. I mean, I used. To, I mean, I, I think by like fourth year, I was actually like there was times I would go into school at ten o'clock in the morning. Like I was just getting out of bed. Like by that point, I had my my mind my mind was set on I wanted to be a footballer. I think I'd been told eh, eh, you're going to be offered the contract, and I was just kind of like, oh, I'm not really bothered. I got decent exam results. Um, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I wish I'd studied. Uh, at least at least a wee bit like I wish I'd, I'd put a bit of time into it um, but I never I kind of just went through I think high school was just I never really put much in it at all like everyone was to do with football everyone evolved around football um, but no I, def- I definitely was now got up and do stretches in the morning like that was not my style at all I mean that's the thing. Like I came, I came in full time, and I got a shock in my first couple of months. Um, I was, <laughs> I was meant to get picked up. What it was was I'd been in the, the house myself, um, and it was a Sunday training session, and uh, I was meant to be getting picked up by uh, I think it was Jake, Jake Davidson. I think he was coming with Fraser Currid uh, to my house to get to get me in the morning. And uh, I mean, I'd got my, I'd got a good sleep. I, I, I did, but like that's the thing. Like usually, I would be a couple of alarms, and then my mum would maybe come in and be like, "Right, come on, up you get." Um, but this morning, obviously, like they, they weren't in the house. Like my parents, uh, and I actually remember putting my alarm off and going, "Right, I'll go back to sleep for five minutes." And it's never five minutes, is it? <laughs> never ever five minutes. Um, but I know it. Anyway, I, I missed my lift. Um, I think I eventually got to St Andrews two hours late. Um, and I remember walking into the changing room and uh, I think it was Bo. Bo says to me, I, you're not in your boots today. Just bring your trainers into the track. I just thought, oh my God, like, what is this going to be? So everybody else goes out to training. Um I go down to the track uh, and he goes, right, I want you to do a 1,600 metre. And I was like, oh, all right. So I'm, I'm doing the 1,600 metre, but don't get me wrong, I'm in a mood. So I'm doing this, like, no, the, the quickest pace I've ever, I've ever ran a 1,600 metre. I was, I was kind of like, yeah, I think I, I still go here before training. What are you punishing me for, kind of thing? And uh, <laughs> I got ruined. And he, he goes, I think I've done two laps. And he goes, I, you need to do it under six minutes. And I mean, I had, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I didn't realise that I'd got fitter or that, but I knew that in pre-season, I hadn't made any of my 1,600 metres under six minutes. So I was a bit kind of like, oh. <laughs> so I started kind of like pacing it a bit then. And um, 
I got the first the first one done. And I, I'd absolutely bust myself. I, I mustered at about five fifty, just made it under. And I looked at him. I was like, I, I was I was lying on the ground. And I looked at him. I was like, I was like, is that me done? And he was like, no, you've got an air two today. So I had to do another two sixteen hundred meters. Now, <laughs> honestly, I, I I think I'd done one in five twenty, and I'd done another one in five eighteen, and I don't know how I ever made it like that quick. But I never got any praise for it. Put it that way, it was just right. That's you done. So I go back up to changing room, still taking stick for it. Um, and the next day I turn up at training, got the boots, and I had my boots on, ready to go to training. And uh, Bo comes in again and he goes, I know, put your trainers on, you're going down to the track again. And that was me doing for another three 1600 metres again, second day punishment for it. Um, and I was like, right, okay. So I got, I got them all under the, like, I think he said 530 this time, actually. So I got all like under 530. Um, and <laughs> I think I think that actually made me, made me do that with Banksy that day. Banksy was just, <laughs> Banksy was involved with that. Um, and it, it, it was a bit of a laugh to be honest with you even Bo was having a bit of a laugh with, having a bit of a laugh with me about it but they were still punishing me anyway um, so I thought right that's me done right, surely that's the punishment done uh, game on Friday against Hibs I think it was Hibs anyway maybe Kilmarnock it was it was Kilmarnock in fact I. and <laughs> the, the day before um, Adam comes and speaks to me he's, he's like Aye, you're, no, you're no starting I was like, what is that? He, I was kind of like, serious? It was like, aye, you were late to training. I was like, all right, Jesus, like, this is this is a punishment now. So that was me, I, I never got to play on the Friday night. And I think uh, who played in my place was Kerr, and he'd had a good game. And uh, they went, right, he, he'll start again on Tuesday. And Tuesday was a Scottish Cup quarter-final match against St Johnston. And I thought, oh my God, how am I I'm missing it on this? So I was, I was raging about that. I, I, I was furious at this point. Like I was like, come on, this is too far. But uh, I was, st- I was still taking stick, even like on the build up to this game and that. Um, but we played the game anyway. We got beat. We got beat, and I never played a minute yet. So you can imagine I was smug about this, and it was, uh, it still gets brought up every so often, even now. Um, and it's it's all laughed about now, but Jesus, if there was ever a lesson I learned that was through that, like that was that was a, a harsh lesson, like that. I, I, I really learned, and I, I've never been late since. Never ever been late since. That's been over a year. Like I learned the hard way, like as Bo says to me. Um, but I mean, I'm, oh, I'm right out of bed now. Like that's forty minutes I give myself every day to get up at the digs before the bus goes over to St Andrews. But uh, as it's it. It's a laugh now, but at the time it was it was a harsh lesson. Oh, I love it! I, I could keep asking so many questions about this, but I don't want to. <clears throat> I don't want to stick you in it even more. So, <laughs> so what I usually what I usually ask is, you know, what would frustrate you? But I've got a feeling it should be the other way around. Is is it how you frustrate other people sometimes? <laughs> <laughs> that 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 can be the case. I I. Um, I mean, I'd, uh, I I don't actually know what like, what some people at the club's perception is. Me, to be honest with you, I, I don't know what they think I get up to. I'm really actually not that bad, but um, it's it is. I have a good laugh with a lot of guys at the club, like a lot of the coaches and players. Um, it's a good laugh, like the 
they're always like everyone's in good nature. Um, but no, I, I can be frustrating at times. Like there's times my like I'm still obviously young myself, and I can be a bit immature at, at times. Like like on the park and off the park. I mean, on the park, like there's a couple of times I'll maybe come into training, and it's a bit. It's a case of like I'm I'm maybe not happy about something, and it's like I'm not putting that to the side kind of thing and just training hard. Like I'll end up taking that out onto the pitch and being in a huff, and it's just not the way to be. But like that, that's something I'm working on myself, like personally. Like um, just trying not to let things like bother me that to the point that it's affecting my football. Um, but that, that that's the thing. Like that, I don't I don't think I frustrate anybody that much. <laughs> I mean, I still I still put hundred percent in all the time. Um, and that 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 that's it. Like at the end of the day, that's all anybody can ask. Absolutely, and, and just talking about for have you ever struggled with injuries or anything like that that have sort of held you out for a while? Um, last year, last year, um, I was I had a, I had a couple of injuries like with my knee, like I think I, it was my left knee. Um, I mean, through the academy, I had uh, like Oscar Slatters. Um, I mean, a lot of boys suffer with that. Uh, and um, what was what's the other thing like the heel thing it's like the heel version of it. it's like severs I think they've got um, I used to deal with that uh, that was about 14 year old and I, I just eventually played through it um, and then last year what it was was like it was basically I went through such a big change with my body like I was like losing a lot of weight like trying to like like obviously just get myself into that kind of like being an athlete basically Um losing a lot of weight like it was a big change for training twice a week at Stirling like in the pods or just at fourth bank um, to go on full time and it, it, it being full training sessions like an hour and a half maybe twice a day um, in the gym doing like squats and all that. So it was heavy on the legs like really heavy on the legs and a lot of boys ended up like with a couple of injuries throughout the season but I think I was probably one of the worst like it started off like the knee and then I think I had a wee problem in my back. Um, and, it, it, you know, like the worst part about being injured is your confidence. Like you start to kind of, that's when the doubt creeps in and you start to kind of think like, oh. and you go back into training and you're a bit like, um, and you maybe didn't have a great session. And then maybe the next week you've got a hamstring injury just because your body wasn't quite ready yet. And it's just wee things like, wee things like that. You, you, you get and it, it does it affects your confidence and I think that to be honest with you last year that's probably the main reason why I wouldn't have said I was at my best at my best all year um, just, because, just because of that the injuries and it does it affects you um, but I mean over lockdown I worked like, really hard uh, just like all the boys did a lot like, uh, there was a lot of work put in at the club like the over lockdown, like a lot of the boys put in effort, like a lot of effort to come back better. Um, and like me personally, I, I came back like really, like I'd, I'd, I took even more weight off. Um, I was I felt really good, like the best physical shape I'd ever felt I'd been in. Um, and that's that's helped my injuries. I've not had an injury this year, really. Another thing is, no, nobody wants to be injured because of the sports science side of things. Now you have to do a lot of fitness stuff before you're going back into training, which is just disgusting. <laughs> so nobody, nobody wants to do it. Nobody wants to be injured. 
So um, I think that keeps a lot of boys uh, fit as well. Um, pretty, pretty plain sailing. It's good. Do you use? So you've used that time really well, though, by the sounds of it. You can remember what it's like being injured. You can remember what it's like re-injuring yourself. So you just don't want to go back there. So it's just peak peak conditioning as much as you can. Stay in peak condition. So obviously mm-hmm. your diet's on top of that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just eating a lot of chicken, things like that. Um, and over the course of the year, to be fair, it's yo-yoed a bit. Like it, it like I think I, I got like my body fat done like there you no, know, like a couple of weeks ago and I was I think I'd went slightly up again um, with my weight and all uh, but I mean that I think the coaches and that kind of expected that kind of stuff like, like I mean that's like, I spoke to the sports scientist and he kind of says like you've just got to go on top of it again and I mean that's because I've done it before I know how to do it again so um, it's, it's it's easy enough to, to just bring myself back to peak condition again but I mean I think like over the year to stay disciplined would be like a, a proper task like it's because there's no been games and all that kind of stuff you start to lose a bit of motivation and um, I mean you start you start kind of just get like oh there's no game for a, like, however long and all that sort of stuff um, so that's, that's how like, I'd say me and a couple of the boys have yo-yoed like between like weights and all that sort of stuff but I think once everyone's like back proper the normality will all be sorted out again it's interesting. Is it is it something that um, sort of became maybe a, a thought or a worry when she got into the full time mode that maybe I have to stay in a certain shape? And did it ever take a toll on you being, you know, maybe not in fear of it, but always concerned about it? Well, of course, like, I mean, when uh, I first went full time, I was, I was heavy and I knew that. Um, and see, see, to be honest with you, Johnny, I, I'm never going to be one of the ones like the way my body shape is. I'm, I'm like I'm broad anyway. Like that, that, that's the way I'll always be. Um, I've just got one of the bodies. Like I'm just kind of big anyway. Um, but I think I, I was. I was like I, I think I was at my heaviest. I think I was. What was I? I think I was at sixteen percent body fat when I first went full time, which is. In football terms, that's that's a lot. Like to the average person, that's that's that's, that's good. But like to be a, like a professional footballer, at, like with that much body fat, that's a lot. And I brought it down pretty quickly as well, which probably didn't help. Like I, I, that's probably I, I felt quite weak for a lot of like for about six months of that year. I felt pretty weak because I dropped. I think eventually by the end of the year, I was. Ten and a half percent, like ten point five percent, and I mean that six percent lost, and maybe like just, it wasn't even a full year, just a season. So how long's a season? Oh, I can't, I can't even tell. Eight nine months. Aye, eight nine months. Like that, that I'd lost all of that, um, and a lot. I was actually putting a lot in my football, actually, kind of to the back of my mind, and thinking. And it and it was this and it was this because, I mean, in football you're always going to take stick and folk are going to like say things and you'll maybe take a bit like bit of slagging for uh, like being heavy, and I mean I didn't mind that. And it used to bother me maybe at first, but no, it's just it goes right over my head. It's a laugh now, and you just give it back. Um, but uh, I think it all comes down to confidence, like just like it. Everything I'd say in football, like, I think like, it comes back to confidence. Like, uh, 
I think there's nothing better than feeling good in your kit, in your match day kit. And you're looking the part, and when you look the part, that you feel the part, and then you can play well. And you, you that that all comes. I mean, that's the thing. Like every every footballer's got a bit, a bit of an ego, and they want they want to look good in the park. And I think um, that that that's a big th- that that's a big thing. Once I got myself sorted out weight wise, I think that definitely like contributed to me like um, having better confidence in myself, better confidence in my ability. Oh, thank you very much for I mean for sharing that. That that's so honest, and sometimes it's another maybe a, a part of football that, that doesn't get the the same sort of focus that when you do transition into this environment, it's a huge change in your life, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So, what what I'm going to do is just kind of wrap us up here, and I just want to think about advice. So, I want to think about maybe advice you've got that still sticks with you, and then maybe a bit of advice you would give to somebody that's on the journey. The best advice is probably from my dad. Like, he's never actually said anything. Like, well, no. To be fair, he has. Like, I think it's it's well known. Like, practice makes makes perfect. Like, um, I think like that that from a young age was always something that stuck with me. Until eventually, I got like things got more serious. Eventually, I needed more like things that were going to help. Like, me deal with the pressures. Uh, being full time and the pressure of like training every day because I mean the thing the thing is like you need advice on things like because it, it can be hard like one week you could be having the best week of your life training every day everything's coming off and the next week you could be down in the dumps feeling like you're on the verge of depression like that that that's the way the way football works and um, I think I, I've took a lot of advice off my dad. Um, on how to deal with that, these kind of things, like um, because obviously he 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 played football when he was younger as well. Um, he played with St Mum until he was twenty, I think. Uh, so he like he know he knows about himself, like being a young professional and uh, how it is, like going up with the, like the senior pros and um, like being in and around boys your own age. Um, so there's been a couple of things like he says to me about like dealing with like criticism and all of that kind of stuff and how like I've learned from his regret of like, chucking the game at a young age. I've I've learned from that like he let things bother him and maybe never had as much confidence in himself as he should have. And he he's always made that clear to me that 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 was like that that was a big part of what like what hindered him and that. I can't have that same regret when I get older. Um, allowing doubts to um, tender me and coming off the pitch at the end and maybe feeling like oh, I've not gave my all there or I've maybe not made myself look as good as I could have. Um, I think I think I think that's probably what drives me on. Is like, to, like I do I have that fear of getting to forty year old. And thinking I, I I could have done so much better here. Like I, I I really could have done so much better here if I never made that decision at, at eighteen year old. I could I could have done so much better or if I never let this person affect me at eighteen year old. It, it could have been so much different. Like I think I think that's that that's probably it's not as much advice. I think it's just learning and 
from my dad's like experience himself and him telling me that I think I, I think I've took that on board and it's basically about try like it's not so much that he made a mistake because obviously like he never made a mistake but because that's the way he felt at the time but uh, I think that helps drive me on um and helps helps me make like helps me keeps me on track and keeps me making sure that I'm not I'm not going to make any of that like make that kind of decision where I, I'm I'm just not happy in the moment and I I, I always feel like I I'm the type of person that I've I, I want to push through any like, any like tough moments because that, that's the thing there's a lot I, I feel there's a lot more lows than there is highs um, in football I don't, I don't feel that, like there's that many highs at all um, but as I say it's not as much advice I'd say it's, it's learning from my, da- my dad's situation and apart from that uh, there's, I've had a lot of advice off like Bo, Dave Bowman uh, the club like since I've been full time because obviously he knows like the environment I'm in like he sees it every day um, and he sees the way I'm playing and the way I'm acting and all that sort of stuff like I think I think he helps a lot like I, I couldn't say like there's any like, particular advice but it, it, it's just it, it's good to have somebody like that at the club that you can go and speak to and they'll tell you what, exactly what they're thinking they, they it kind of it keeps you just there even if you you know like they know that you're maybe not doing your best you know fine that they're, they're, they're going to tell you a way to bring yourself back to feeling better and playing better and I think that he's been great over the last year and a half a long way all the coaches to be honest with you but definitely Bo, Bo that, that, but that's kind of Bo's role is to speak to us players and uh, I think a lot, a lot of advice has been given like to me from him. I absolutely love it. There's there's so many questions I can move in here, but we've, we've been at it a while now. So I think we'll maybe rearrange a second episode at some point in the future. And I'll thank you for coming on, pal. That's perfect. Cheers, Johnny. I appreciate that. That's it for another episode. Thank you very much for listening. You can catch me on Play, Train, Grow on Twitter. A tweet, retweet, or a like would be great. My email is playtraingrow at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch. Thank you very much and goodbye.